Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. Good evening, whatever you are in the world. It's great to have you here. Welcome to Real News Live with Mike and Casey. I am your host, Mike Barrett in Seattle, Washington, and that is your co-host, Casey Jones in San Diego, California. Casey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. Good morning. I can't believe we're only a couple days till Christmas. It's uh, kind of starting to feel like it here, so it's exciting. Yeah. Well, you're very festive today with your uh, little Santa hat on there, your elf hat. Uh, congratulations on that. The kids must be happy about that. Yeah, um, Blake made those wonderful Christmas animations for us. So, well, you didn't awesome. necessarily make them, but he, he created them for us. So we're going to use them for the show for a couple of days here before Christmas. Okay, guys, um, I think that uh, today we're going to start with something. I hate to do this to you, just load you up with video right away. But President Trump gave an important update speech yesterday. And Casey and I agree before we get to the news that it's probably really important for everybody to watch it. It's about 13 minutes long, so it is going to take a little bit of time to play. But we do want you to watch it, and then we will comment on it, and then we'll move on with the rest of the news report. So buckle up, and here we go. My fellow Americans, today I want to explain to you why I am so determined to pursue every legal and constitutional option available to stop the theft of the presidential election. As president, one of my most solemn duties is to protect the integrity of your sacred right to vote. This year, using the virus as a pretext, Democrat officials in the key swing states illegally violated their own state laws in order to enable, encourage, and facilitate fraud on a scale never before seen in the history of our country. The truth is we won the election by a landslide. We won it big. Today I'm going to give you the facts that every American needs to know. Let's go back to the night of the election. By midnight, we had a commanding lead in the swing states. We won Florida by a record number of votes. We won Ohio by a record number of votes. And likewise, we won Iowa by 8.2% far different than the false narrative portrayed in the media. We were up by 293,000 votes in Michigan, 112,000 votes in Wisconsin, 356,000 votes in Georgia, and nearly 700,000 votes in Pennsylvania, all swing states. These numbers were absolutely impossible for Joe Biden to overcome, and the Democrats do it. And everybody forecasting knew it and understood it well. Our nation's greatest political professionals were calling to congratulate me on our victory. Then suddenly everything started to disappear. Everything started to change. The vote counting abruptly stopped in multiple states. In the middle of the night, a series of massive and statistically inconceivable vote dumps overturned the results in state after state. At 6.31 a.m., very early in the morning, Michigan suddenly reported 147,224 votes, 94% for Biden, 6% for Trump. At 4.42 a.m., Wisconsin reported 143,279 votes, almost all of them for Biden. 
A similar massive drop of ballots happened in Georgia at 1.34 a.m. Again, almost all of these votes for Biden, these gigantic and ridiculously one-sided spikes, were miraculously just enough to push Joe Biden into the lead in all of the key swing states. These glaring anomalies are just the tip of the iceberg. We won 18 of 19 bellwether counties, a record, that have correctly predicted the winner of every presidential election for the last 40 years. We also won Ohio, Florida, and Iowa by historic margins, meaning Biden would be the first candidate since 1960 and only the second candidate in American history to win the White House while losing all three of those major states. And it wasn't even close. With Joe Biden at the top of the ticket, the Democrats lost 25 out of 26 toss-up House seats. That's a record. Democrats were projected to gain 15 seats, and instead, because of my success and coattails, as they call them, they lost 14 seats. So think of that. They were going to win big, and they ended up losing big. My campaign received more votes than any president in history. Almost 75 million people voted for me. We earned approximately 12 million more votes than we got in 2016, the largest vote increase for an incumbent president ever recorded. I also received the largest share of non-white voters of any Republican in over 60 years. In fact, we did better with African-American and Hispanic voters everywhere in the country, except for a small handful of corrupt Democrat-run cities in key swing states, places notorious for fraud, such as Milwaukee, Detroit, Atlanta, and Philadelphia, all run by Democrat machine politicians. No president has ever lost re-election while making such extraordinary gains across the board. There's never been anything like it. Yet despite all of this evidence of a thundering Trump victory and all of those projections all through the night, they want us to believe that Joe Biden, who seldom left his basement to campaign, somehow received 11.7 million more votes than Barack Obama, and he beat Barack Obama all over the country. It is historically, mathematically, politically, and logically impossible. It did not happen. He did not win. We won by a landslide. Over the past seven weeks, we have put forth abundant evidence proving how the Democrats perpetrated this monstrous fraud on the American people and indeed the world. First, we have shown that officials in virtually every key swing state brazenly violated their own state laws in order to change election procedures, eliminate safeguards, promote fraud, and illegally benefit Joe Biden. And legislatures, which have to make the changes, were seldom, if ever, used. For example, Pennsylvania's radical Democrat Secretary of State suspended all signature verification requirements, breaking Pennsylvania law, not to mention the big and very illegal ballot drops. In Michigan, the Secretary of State, a Democrat, illegally flooded the state with absentee ballot applications, even though Michigan law strictly limits the distribution of absentee ballots. In Wisconsin, the major Democrat cities deployed over 500 unmanned, unsecured ballot drop boxes that were blatantly illegal, 
paving the way for unlawful ballot harvesting and tremendous fraud. In Georgia, the Secretary of State began illegally processing ballots weeks before Election Day and also destroyed the signature verification systems in violation of the law. Many other horrible things were done in Georgia. These actions alone were more than enough to rig the election results for Democrats. Second, the absentee ballot rejection rates prove that hundreds of thousands of illegitimate ballots were counted in the key states. This was sufficient to change the election results all in its own. In 2016, 6.4% of mail-in ballots were rejected in Georgia. This year, fewer than a tiny percentage of 1% were rejected. So you went all the way down a difference of more than 30 times. The same phenomenon occurred in Pennsylvania and other states. They were accepting all of these ballots, many of which were absolutely illegal. In a year in which the number of mail-in ballots was the highest ever, the rejection rate was magically the lowest ever, and it wasn't even close. The only possible explanation is that tens of thousands of ballots were unlawfully processed and counted. Most Americans would be shocked to learn that in no swing state is there any meaningful attempt to verify citizenship, residency, identity, or eligibility for mail-in ballots. The potential for illegal activity is unlimited. And that's what we just experienced. Third, hundreds and hundreds of witnesses have come forward to testify under penalty of perjury about the cheating and fraud they saw with their own eyes. Witnesses have sworn that they saw poll workers illegally backdating thousands of ballots, counting batches of the same ballots many times, and unloading boxes and boxes of ballots all bearing the same signature and all for Joe Biden. Other witnesses have testified to seeing thousands of so-called pristine ballots with no creases or folds, all voting for Biden. When you have no fold, it means it wasn't mailed. It means it was a fraud. Republican poll watchers were denied critical access as hundreds of thousands of votes were counted in Democrat-run cities in the essential states. There is even security camera footage from Georgia that shows officials telling poll watchers to leave the room before pulling suitcases of ballots out from under the tables and continuing to count for hours. The reason they were forced to leave the room is they said there was a major water main break. The water main break never happened. There was no water main break. In many cases, Republican poll watchers were physically removed from rooms. In addition, there is the deeply troubling matter of Dominion voting systems. In just one Michigan county alone, 6,000 votes were switched from Trump to Biden. And the same system was used throughout a majority of the United States. No satisfactory explanation has been offered for why Dominion systems are able to switch votes with a mere push of a button. In Arizona, the state Senate has recently issued a subpoena for a forensic audit of the voting machines and similar investigations must be conducted in every state using Dominion systems immediately. In Texas, they don't allow Dominion systems to be used. As I have just laid out, 
we have unveiled overwhelming evidence of election fraud. None of this should ever have been allowed to happen in the United States of America. It is a travesty of democracy. It's a shame upon our republic. In 2016, we caught them by surprise. From that moment, they had four years to work on the scheme to rig the 2020 election. The rigging of the 2020 election was only the final step in the Democrats and the media's years-long effort to overthrow the will of the American people and destroy our movement by any means possible, any means necessary. But months and indeed years before the election, the media, the big tech giants, and the Democrat Party were openly colluding to deceive the American public. Earlier this year, it was proven beyond any doubt that Joe Biden's family received millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. Yet the media and tech companies worked together to completely censor this information. Our country no longer has a free press. It is a press of suppression. It is a press where the truth will never come out. It is the greatest and most shocking scandal involving a presidential candidate in modern history. But surveys show that half of those who voted for Joe Biden have never even heard of the story. This is not the first and only time that the media and the Biden campaign flagrantly lied to the American people. They repeatedly insisted that we would not produce a vaccine for the China virus before the middle of next year. And yet before the end of this year, we have already authorized two vaccines with tens of millions of doses of distribution and hundreds of millions more on their way. This is being talked of as a great medical miracle. In this sense alone, the media and the Democrat Party lied to the American people to try to steal the election. Also, polls, in order to deter voter turnout, the media had me down in certain polls by 15, 16, and 17 percent in states that I won or came very close to winning. If this egregious fraud is not fully investigated and addressed, the 2020 election will forever be regarded as illegitimate and the most corrupt election in the history of our country. Americans must be able to have complete faith and confidence in our elections. The fate of our democracy depends upon it. Now is the time for the American people to raise their voices and demand that this injustice be immediately corrected. Our elections must be fair, they must be honest, and they must be transparent, and they must be 100% free of fraud. We won this election by a magnificent landslide, and the people of the United States know it. All over, they're demonstrating, they're angry, they're fearful. We cannot allow a completely fraudulent election to stand. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Okay, so, uh, wow, is all I have to say about that. I mean, I realize that was a long one, guys. Thanks for sticking with us through it. But that does not sound to me like a guy who's about to step aside on January 20th. He's not going to be attending Joe Biden's inauguration. And he's sure as shit not going to be conceding. Casey, i just like to hear what you think about it. Oh, I think it's great. He definitely laid it all out there for us, didn't he? Um, but I just want to remind people, Sidney Powell was in 
uh, his office recently and everything that's been going on with the Oval Office uh, and people going in and out. So I think that there's a lot to come. But I just want to say, wouldn't it be amazing if on January 6th there was like a big screen and just showed everything? That's why we're going to have a giant party in D.C. I think that there's uh, there's something going to be big with that January 6th date. But I mean, he does. He lays it all out. And there's just I'm, there's no denying at this point. I just I'm ready for something to happen as we all are. Christmas yeah, I, thought it, I thought it was an overwhelmingly powerful expression pointing out this laying out all of the ways that the fraud was done, all of the places it was done, the fact that it's indisputable that fraud took place, laying out the argument very powerfully. And even simpletons, anybody who's slightly open minded can understand the way he put out the information. You know, you can't all these things that happened showing the videos. I think it would be really cool. I hope something happens on January 6th. I hope something happens before that. I hope something happens today to expose all this fraud. But it, it really, um, I think this is uh, some idiot, this guy, some Stephen Miller guy who I, for some reason I was following was like, oh, if you'd have given a speech like that, he would have won. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. He did win. I mean, I, I just can't, I can't stomach this stupidity that's out there about this kind of stuff. Clearly he won. Clearly he laid out exactly how he won and clearly he's not backing down. The thing is now, Casey, I think we're in a situation where it's time to act. We already, you know, we've already explained to everybody what happened. Now it's time to do something about it. Yeah. Interesting. He said that 50% of the people didn't even have this information. So it was great that he laid it all out there. It's just, you know, simple, simple terms for everyone to see. So all in one place is nice. They're not having to search around for all this information. So yeah, yeah maybe for something to happen too. Now, there's one other piece of information that's been floating around that everybody's been sending me that I think we need to talk about, which is that uh, according to various different tweets of people saying, you know, putting information out there that the 5,593 page stimulus bill has a provision that would nullify the president's of uh, President Trump's power to invoke the Insurrection Act. It was even retweeted by Lynn Wood, one of the attorneys fighting to overthrow or overturn the fake election results. Uh, that is not correct. It's not in the stimulus bill. It's in the defense authorization bill, which is completely different. Neither one of which has been signed by the president. And again, case, uh, this is a situation where the president is not going to sign or allow anything to become law that could quote, you know, nullify his powers that he's been granted under not only the state of the emergency of emergency that we're under, but also inherently by the constitution. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely a lot smarter than that. And I um, know we talked about it a couple weeks ago that we thought Trump was going to go ahead and veto this just because of the uh, he wanted to take out that Section 230 and uh, and repeal it. And that was that wasn't in there, which he had asked for. So um, this will probably just be vetoed uh, for sure. But definitely a way to clear up the uh, the uh, misunderstanding there between uh, this bill and the uh, the stimulus that's going through so that everyone kind of understands where that's actually coming from. So if you hear about the stimulus going through, it doesn't mean the president has lost the ability to invoke the Insurrection Act. In fact, if I was him, if it did, and I, and for some, you know, and they were going to uh, override his veto and make it become law, I'd invoke the Insurrection Act before it became law, before the vote. Yeah. I just say, okay, I'm activating it. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, again, this is uh, this, but this is the kind of dirty, evil shit that they do in the deep state, and it's why they all have to go down. And quite frankly, it it sounded to me on that that speech the president gave that he is going to go all in on on taking these people down so uh, other interesting developments rudy giuliani was on steve bannon's war room uh war room pandemic yesterday i don't know why he still got the stupid pandemic thing on there it's not a pandemic anymore but uh he was on the show yesterday with steve bannon and they talked about 
how in Georgia and in Arizona, there is talk of the state legislatures doing, taking their constitutional responsibilities back and overturning the electoral slates that may or may not be sent to Washington, D.C. on uh, January 6th. Let's watch a little bit of that from yesterday. College, but for the YouTube folks, today in Georgia, I guess last night in Georgia, the, the, uh, the Judiciary Committee of the Senate voted on a report. This report was that there were so many outrageous uh, election irregularities and so much evidence, CNN, evidence, Brian Stelter, evidence, evidence that they have said that the Georgia General Assembly should immediately come into uh, come into session in a special session. Uh, they should discuss this. The Democrats should throw their, their two cents in, should debate this, should look at the evidence. And their recommendation is in that special session, there's enough evidence here to, guess what, decertify. Take your number two parcel out and write that down, decertify. Wherever I heard that before, war room pandemic. Now we're going to bring in the hardest working man in America. Somebody, he's the king of the honey badgers because he does not care. He's grinding, and this is what it's about. Don't don't believe all the stuff you got. You know, no, no fairy godmother is going to come in here. Was it Dois Dus Ex Machina? Is that is that my, my, my twelve years of Latin and being an altar boy? I, I think I'm close enough. I want to bring in another altar boy, Rudy Giuliani, the mayor, broke the five families, broke the mafia on uh, Wall Street, and now is out to fight for the president of the United States, to fight for the Constitution, to fight for the republic. And remember, everybody has all the stories. They Donald Trump's turn on every Donald Trump's a law man. The president has never been more focused because he's focused not on himself. He's not. He's focused on the Republicans. He's focused on the Constitution. Rudy, Mayor, tell me about this this report. This is the first, I think, kind of real official <laughs> document we've yeah, got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell we us about your thoughts. Come close, Arizona. Yesterday, uh, similarly, was going to pass a resolution demanding a joint session to certify Trump, but then they didn't get the votes, and they're going to come back again tomorrow. Hopefully, this will help push them. You know, they, they kind of push each other. So, what this would do is, it would force the, uh, it would it would force the uh, lower house to vote on the same resolution. The lower house is is largely Republican. They've got a very very good leader, Ralston. Actually, he supported me when I ran for president. And um, so, it would have a chance. It's not. It's not. One of those things you call like get our rival in the lower house. In fact, it's a it's a real possibility that they could pass this. Plus, I happen to know that we have one or two, my fingers crossed, uh, big revelations for Georgia within the next day or two with regard to the machines that we've had some more information about. So maybe a little more additional information about the fraud and the cheating would be enough to push this over the top. Uh, Mayor, what's most so um, <clears throat> what I find interesting about this, Casey, is you know Georgia and Florida both now resolutions going into the their legislatures. Here's the thing that I think is really important, and I'll, I'll get your comments on it. Um, if this is brought, if these motions are brought before these legislatures, and the Republicans in those legislatures vote them down or do not support them knowing where there is evidence presented of voter fraud, guess what? 
they're guilty of treason too. Not just the governor who certifies, not just the secretary of state who certifies a fraudulent vote, but they're all subject to trial in a military court, not necessarily a civil court or a criminal court for treason. So this is brilliant because what it does is it puts all these guys on the spot and then it tells them, oh, by the way, you can go ahead and vote against this if you want to. You can either retract the Biden electors, which you know are fraudulent because of everything we've just showed you. But if you do that, guess what? You're liable for treason. And the only way they're not going to vote for that, these wimpy, spineless rhinos, is if they do think Biden's going to prevail. And I, I don't know if they would think that or not. What do you... What, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I, I totally think you're right. And I, I'm wondering if this is going to also have an effect when it comes to these uh, these runoff uh, races there in Georgia. Um, and I think this is basically a checkmate. I mean, if they do certify um, knowing that this is fraudulent, they'll be tried for treason. But if they don't, Trump would actually win. Right. So, I mean, they really just set him up there to uh, either which way they move. Um, he's going to win, which is great. And I know that uh, Boris Epstein has been there in Georgia um, working to you know, make sure everything's been secured. I know he's been working really hard. And it's just great to see that these uh, these patriots, and these people that are standing up for for what's right, um, especially at this time that we we desperately need it. And I hope that a lot of other states uh, follow suit because what a great example this would set. Right. These guys, you know, certifying just knowing that it's uh, that it's that's false and and going down. But then again, I think we might need some uh, some people to be the example, you know, and make an example out of. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. it's nice to see people standing up. So, yeah, once these things get put into the, into the legislatures, these proposals are made and the evidence has been presented and people still vote against it, then they're basically shirking their constitutional duties and they are guilty of sedition or treason and they can be prosecuted for that. So, uh, you know, there's plenty of time left to file prosecutions and, and goodness knows what if Sidney Powell is appointed special prosecutor by the president who can do that without uh, Attorney General Barr who's leaving office today and, you know, and they go after all this stuff and he says, well, yeah, you know, you can vote no on this, but if you do, we're going to try you for treason. So how do you think, how do you feel about that? So checkmate. It, it, it could be checkmate. It could get very interesting. Today could be a very fascinating day, um, and especially with uh, with everything going on. Okay, 259 people in the live stream right now. Thank you for being here. Do not forget to like the smash that like button, subscribe to Mike Barrett Official, subscribe to the Peelback Report, Casey's channel, catch up with us on Twitch and Periscope and Rumble. I have a hard time remembering all three of them, Casey. A lot. Uh, Casey's taking care of all that for us, posting those videos up on those other sites. Thank you very much. Do not forget to send me some love at paypal.me slash Mike Barra. Also Venmo at Mike-Barra and Casey Jones. It is paypal.me slash the Peelback Report or Peelback Report. And on Twitter, she is at Peelback Report. I got that in for you now, Casey. Also, do not forget, please, to visit our sponsor, the Ungoverned T-Shirt Company, ungovernedtees.com, and you can use the discount code RN2021 for cool T-shirts like this fake news shirt that Mike Barra is rocking here with all of the lifting he's been doing <laughs> to pump himself up. Uh, also, one more thing is we still have eight slots left for the December 27th, Sunday night uh, private uh, remote viewing session with uh, Jennifer Falaud Doring. And if you want to join into that one, one of those eight slots, it's paypal.me slash Mike Barra. It's $27. And make sure you leave me your email address and you'll get signed up. We have, like I said, eight slots left. It's going to be a really fun night. It will take place at 8 p.m. on uh, Eastern time on Sunday night after the Seahawks beat the Rams. 
5 p.m. Pacific, and uh, we'll probably be doing it via Skype. We're going to send out a Skype invite to everybody. You come on in, and Jennifer will do the readings for everybody, and we'll be there as long as it takes, unless it goes into the uh, 28th, at which point we'll probably cut it off. So that's it. All right, that's today's advertising. Now, a couple other things that are really interesting is that tomorrow could become, or today, today, tomorrow, I think this was yet posted yesterday, so it's today, could become a very big day, and here's how the vice president, Vice President Pence, could step in and throw out state electoral college votes that are based on fraudulent results and ask the state legislatures to step in. So this builds on what Rudy's already talking about, which says that some experts believe that Vice President Mike Pence has the duty tomorrow to throw out the electoral college recommendations in the 2020 election that are based on fraud. This will then force these states to have to use their legislatures to choose the set of electors that they believe will best represent the state's election results. And this is being pushed by quite a few people. Ivan uh, Reichlin is one person. He said, Pence must do this tomorrow. He must defend our constitution from our enemies, including China, Russia, and Iran, foreign enemies and domestic big tech. MSM, corrupt officials at the federal, state, and local levels, and uh, wow, check that girl out over there. That's pretty sexy. Here is the memo from the White House issued yesterday, Memorandum for the President, subject Operation Pence Card, December 23rd. Mm. What's the day today? 23rd. 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 It says in the background, the U.S. Constitution and U.S. Code prohibit Vice President Michael are Pence from receiving electoral votes from six fraudulently certified states. On December 23rd, the vice president will notify, they're saying will notify each secretary of state which certified for Biden where the fraud occurred, that he hasn't received any certificates of legally appointed electors on their votes because of the fraud. The vice president will further request that the secretaries of those states and the relevant district judge send certificates of legally appointed electors, meaning the Trump electors, and their votes based on non-fraudulent elections that did not violate laws passed by the state's legislatures to him before January 6, 2021, under such and such, so-and-so, Article 2, Section 2 of the uh, U.S. Constitution, equal protection under the law. Since all state legislatures essentially require in some form or fashion that their electors be appointed by honest and non-fraudulent elections, that should be big in caps. <laughs> the Senate president, who is the vice president, he's president of the Senate, will not have received any certificates of permissible votes appointed electors as required by the Constitution in the manner directed by the legislature of those states. And it goes on to cite Article 2, Section 2, Clause 1 from the Constitution and a series of other laws. Um, and then it goes through uh, some analysis. This is really cool. You can find it on uh, on Ivan, Reichen, Ivan Reichlin's Twitter feed. Um, and it talks about how the president of the Senate has this responsibility. And it, it says, in conclusion, all of these factors above inform and contribute to the vice president's analysis in deciding that he, as the representative of the federal seat of government, did not receive a constitutionally permissible slate of electors. For that reason, he is not only duty bound to request that the states send certificates and lists as required by Title III USC Section 911 from electors that were appointed in the manner that the state legislatures directed as soon as possible. He is also the sole plenary power that has the authority 
to make this determination. And Casey, to me, the exciting thing about this is that it does not say that he could do this. It says that he has done this. Yes. Very interesting, right? Just throw it down right there for us. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Nice way to bring that up. That's awesome. Well, I think Throw that, down it, yeah, I think the key thing is, is that if that is actually implemented today, that means guess what? We're not seating your electors for Biden because you had fraud in your states and we don't care what you say about it. We have evidence of fraud. The vice president, the president who is the president of the Senate has made this determination. So you need to go back and figure out which slate of electors you're going to send to us based only on legally votes because on legal votes, because again, the vice president also, if they vote the same Biden electors, the vice president, the president of the Senate can then say, I am not accepting those electors on January 6th. Therefore we're not counting them as part of the process. And then it could either go to the house for a vote, which is done by state delegation and the states are controlled by Republicans. Or I think the vice president, I'm pretty sure has the power to simply say, I have elected, I've, I have uh, accepted these slates of electors. I have not accepted these ones. What's the final count? Oh, President Trump's ahead. President Trump is the winner. He can do that too. So I think this is kind of exciting and I'm really looking forward to what happens today. And please let's let it happen. I don't think they would issue that memo if they weren't planning on doing this. Yeah, agree. Definitely. Yeah. Please let it happen today. Just give us a good early Christmas gift. I like early Christmas gifts. So... Yeah, I, me too. That would be great. And and uh, I believe Gabriel did tell us on Monday through Jennifer, we're going to have a Merry Christmas. So this would be a great way to have it. All right, Casey, you got the corner now. It's all in your uh, all in your corner. Come on on and, and give us your report for the day. Yeah. Um, first, I want to just report on on Monday. I went to the open, I guess, open businesses rally. It was actually called All I Want for Christmas is Freedom rally um, in El Cajon. And there was the mayor there. Um, we had senators and, and it was a whole whole show. It was so great to see everyone. Uh, Peggy Hall was speaking. Um, one thing I did find interesting, one of the speakers, and this is just so speaks to how the left works. Um, she came up and she said, I just want to get all the booze, B-O-O-S, out of the way now. She said, I am a hardcore de Democrat liberal and this whole shutdown has affected my business. And so I'm out here to support opening the businesses, right? Even though we're opposite sides of the aisle, whatnot. But I just found it very interesting that they always come out when it affects their pocketbook. It's the right. only time they ever come to say anything. In the meantime, all the rest of us have been out there on the streets busting our ass trying to get, you know, Newsom recalled and get everything open. Um, so that was great. But one thing that they did talk about I thought was awesome is there were 424 offices that were up for election this year in California, and the Republicans actually won 41% of those. So that's something that's not going to be reported to the news because they want you to think that, you know, uh, California is just going to be blue forever, but actually we won 41% of those seats and the Democrats only won, you know, 156, which was like 30%. Yeah. How many did so, they win without the fraud too? That's the bigger question. If, if we really dig into the fraud, Republicans probably won the state. Um, exactly. And I was talking to so many people. That's the best thing about going to these events is uh, there's so many like-minded people you can talk to and, and uh, bounce ideas off of and stuff. But everybody wants a recount in California. Every single person I talked to said this is BS, uh, especially the, the uh, state assembly uh, candidate that I was working for. Um, she feels like she was cheated. I mean, there's just a very, very tiny margin that she lost by. And so everyone's pushing for it. So we'll see what happens over here. But it's a lot of fun. And uh, just to get out there and support, you know, local businesses um, that have been affected by the shutdown. Uh, it's a great time to just be around other patriots. And it seems like we all kind of want the same thing. So um, that's awesome. Uh, just to report on that real fast. Yeah, I saw some pictures on your Instagram from that. Yeah. 
it's a lot of fun. I got my, my Patriot crew that we go to all these things if we can and decorate our cars and fly our flags. And it just looks like the American flag threw up all over all of us. We just, well, you know, if, if they do agree on a $2,000 stimulus check and they get us, they get us our payment fairly soon, like you're talking about next week. And we actually do receive them. I still haven't got my $1,200 stimulus payment that I theoretically was supposed to get last summer. Uh, we should, you know, Blake Wally, TV's Blake Wally's talking about going to the rally in DC. We should think about all going together. It's going to be short after you're back from your vacation, but who knows? Yeah. I think it'd be cutting it close, but I think you guys should go. That would be awesome. I know Blake's talking about getting on the ground there and, and reporting, but I just think it'd be awesome if there was just some, you know, jumbotron screen that just shows all their crimes or, or something. It's got to be something big. I think that'd be That would awesome. be cool. That would be way cool. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and share a couple of stories. I'm going to start with the one that's just eh, first. Um, here we go. Deborah Burks said she's going to retire after overwhelming holiday travel scandal. And as we're all aware, uh, everyone's telling us stay home. I don't know what's happening there. We got to change that. Uh, everyone's telling us stay home, stay home. Um, and she was actually caught out on an island at her vacation home. Of course, they all have multiple vacation homes on beautiful islands. Um, and she wasn't traveling her own or following her own travel guidance. And so she's saying that she, this has been so hard for her family. Oh. And I don't, I think what's done in the past week to my family, you know, they didn't choose this for me. And, you know, I, my parents have not been able to see their siblings and, you know, she goes on and on about she hasn't seen her family in 10 months and this and that. So it should be okay for her. But her poor family is going through this. And I think, what a bunch of BS. Anytime I see these people saying this, all I can think about is what they did to Trump and his family. So shove it. Shove it, Burks. I don't care. I don't even care. I don't care. You should be You should be gone. You should be fired. Yeah, so she's definitely trying to avoid being prosecuted, I think, in case Trump pulls this out. That's what she's concerned that about. Could be, that could be very, that could definitely be it too. Um, this is an interesting tweet here that I saw. If it's gonna let me go. Uh, I saw from the Secret Service yesterday. You better watch out, someone is coming. Stay tuned for a special holiday announcement tomorrow, which would be today, the 23rd. So. Right. Well, I mean, I, you know, logically what they're doing, this says big red detail. They're going to, they're going to protect Santa with the secret service. That's logically what you're going to get, but who knows? Maybe it has a dual meaning. Who I don't know. Code words, you know, code words, code names do exist. So who Santa? maybe Santa has been abusing the elves on I Epstein Island or in the North pole for centuries. And we just, who knows? Maybe yeah. Or maybe Santa was uh, stuffing those ballots and dropping off those bags under the tables. And remember, home. folks, Santa Claus did not kill himself. <laughs> he did not kill himself. Exactly. Um, where's this one? I want to go over here to this Newsmax. Uh, this was this morning, actually, I guess, or last night. But Durham Probe, I know we've talked about this over and over. Um, we were thinking that Durham was just going to kind of let someone else take over um, and that we weren't going to see any indictments. But coming from John Solomon, I know this is from Newsmax. is kind of like going down the tubes right now. Um, but this is very interesting. So I wanted to bring this out here. I've been saying the same thing for some long time. I see a very active criminal investigation starting in the summer of this year. I've said this many times on air. Uh, it's very active, but it's gotten bogged down on a couple of things. There are some challenges to grand jury subpoenas. There have been some delays in getting the grand jury together uh, because of COVID and other things. And so it got slowed down. But this is a very active, serious case focusing on some very senior FBI leaders who ran the Russia probe. I think when it's all done, it may not be on the timetable we all want it. We certainly wanted it before the election. People will be satisfied by the the uh, jurisprudence and the punishments and the indictments and things that are about to come. And something important happened tonight. I don't know if you saw it. 
but President Trump signed an executive order allowing John Durham to present classified information to the grand jury. That's a big deal. Uh, that doesn't happen very often in government. It tells you that uh, uh, Durham is building a criminal case and there was something in our CIA or FBI secrets that needed to be shared with grand jurors in order to bring uh, criminal charges. That's a sign of progress. I think we're going to know where Durham is in the not-so-distant future, much slower than we thought, but a very active criminal investigation. All right, it's interesting, and I appreciate you bringing this information to our viewers, John. So President Trump signs this executive order. They can now present classified information to a grand jury, which certainly would lead towards issuing subpoenas and evidence of why you would need to issue subpoenas and, 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 right. and search and warrants an and the like. It's usually a sign when they want to do classified and possibly an indictment. They're getting closer to an indictment, I think. So the question becomes, it's an executive order. If Durham doesn't work until if Joe Biden takes office, Joe Biden could just reverse that, could he not? Theoretically, he could. I doubt would and most likely the order was timed to this moment because Durham is about to go to the grand jury, about to divulge what he needs. So he should be able to get it into the grand jury before a Joe Biden presidency starts. If it does start on January 20th, there's plenty of time to do it. Uh, it would be a big mistake for Biden politically in his early days to try to stop this. And uh, remember, Joe Biden's not a big fan of Hillary Clinton. They never were really close buds. I'm not sure he's that concerned with the Russia case. Probably much more concerned as he's indicated about the Hunter Biden criminal investigation. Yeah, of course. You know, the only thing, though, is there is certainly evidence there that Joe Biden was involved in this hoax. You know, he, he, he went after Michael Flynn. He's the yeah, guy that came point. up with a Logan Act excuse. And so there could be something there with Joe Biden. That's going to hurt him if he's president and, and it comes out. Could be. Yeah, absolutely. I, but I, I think this, this train has left the depot. It's charging. It's picking up momentum. I think the Durham train will bring some justice to people, not on the timetable we wanted, and I think we're going to learn a lot more about Hunter Biden. I'm going to have a new story tomorrow that shows the origins of how Hunter Biden got his Burisma deal and how he traded on his father's name, specifically a trip that Joe Biden was taking to Ukraine in 2014 to kind of secure the big money he was going to get from that Ukrainian natural gas company. We're learning things in all these different cases. That'll be out tomorrow on Just the News. Uh, so we're learning things. Things are coming out. We're getting there. Not, not the speed we wanted, but we're not going to stop until we get the entire story out. All right, interesting, and you bring up the Ukraine, and lo and behold, I look, and we're going to get into this this uh, bill, this giant, massive spending bill. Lo and behold, money's going to the Ukraine, too, through all of this, John. <laughs> Shocking, isn't it? Yes. yes they have a lot <laughs> of sure in Congress. And, um, and uh, Ukraine has been a, a piggy bank both right? right? Washington takes care of Ukraine. Ukraine takes care of Democratic constituents. It has for a long time. Uh, Victor Pinchuk being one of the largest donors, of course, to the Clinton Foundation. Uh, it's a cozy well, relationship, and you'll see tomorrow just how Joe, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, wanted a piece of that action. Uh, the language he uses uh -oh. in his emails are very, is very raw, very calculating. I think people will get a sense that Hunter Biden's Burisma uh, uh, boondoggle wasn't an accident. All right, so we got a little sneak peek tonight. A couple breaking news situations from our man John Solomon tonight. Buddy, thank you. Merry Christmas. Just the news tomorrow. I'm the first thing I log on to tomorrow to see you, John. First thing. Thanks. There we go. Okay. I want to talk about this for a second. Get on the Durham train. Get on the Durham train. Because apparently there's stuff still going on with Durham. And if he's a Trump being an executive order to uh, be able to declassify all this stuff to a grand jury, he thinks it might happen before, you know, Joe Biden gets in or not.
I think that's huge. That's awesome. And I can't wait to see what John Solomon pulls out today. Yeah, it is huge. And, uh, you know, again, uh, this this nonsense, uh, oh, Joe, oh, Joe Biden wouldn't do that. It would be bad politically. It's like, th that shit doesn't matter anymore. They stole the fucking election right in front of our faces. Yeah. And you think that the old political rules don't aren't going to, uh, you know, still matter? I mean, what matrix do these people live in? I just don't get it. That's the part that drives me nuts. But yeah, it does appear that Durham is actually moving forward on something, thankfully, finally. Thankfully. Let's hope it comes through. Let's hope it's for real. I think that uh, Candace tonight is going to have some comments on that. I am going to do Tell the Truth Wednesday. I forgot to mention that. That is going to be on tonight, 5 to 6 Pacific time, 8 to 9 Eastern time. Candace is going to do the full show, and she's going to have a massive download of information. And I suspect she's going to be talking. She is going to be talking about Barr and Durham and Wanasavin and timing, and it should be really fascinating. And, yeah, it does appear finally that Durham is doing something. And that is kind of an exciting thing to be happening at the same time. At the same time, Rapmaster Pence appears to be ready to act and stomp Tokyo yeah. to the ground like Godzilla. So we shall see. It's coming together for sure. I just want to share one last thing because if you guys know me, you know that I love numbers and I have to bring this out. Um, someone brought this to my attention. This was a post from Melania Trump. And if you look at the date, it says 245. Um, and then 12.22. So uh, if you DC time, that'd be 5.45, correct? And everyone's talking about how, you know, how she decorated the uh, the White House for Christmas. Right. If you look at the time here, 2.45, which actually be 5.45. Eastern. Uh, right. so Eastern time. Um, and if you go to this post, 5.45. Q post. Yeah. Here, yeah. We have here the Pope. Mm. So very interesting to pull this out. And then I saw this, um, and this is also on the 12.22. Pope to set down after uh, Christmas, according to the Vatican source. And then what do we see today here? Oh, on the 23rd, Pope could resign after Christmas. So was that a little hint for us of what's going to be coming? Because it was the day before. I love that stuff. I love how perfectly everything lines up. And it looks like uh, the Pope's going to be stepping down. And we know how uh, deep and nasty the Vatican is and how they're involved so much in the deep state and uh, what's under the Vatican. So this is great news. Um, I think that every, everything's going to go down. I mean, the Queen's talking about stepping down and here comes the Pope and the dominoes are falling and just the correlation between the two, that um, that Twitter post of Melania's and this uh, that came out the next day. I love when that stuff happens. You know, I just love it. I think it's great. Well, so. again, I think uh, I think Candace is going to have some comments about that tonight on Tell the Truth Wednesday. Awesome. I'm going to ask her about it for sure. Cannot and, wait. Yeah, these things are not coincidences. These things are planned. The symbolism or symbology, as some people would call it. Symbology is not a word, folks, okay? Symbolism. Um, symbolism. Irregardless is not a word. I don't care if they made it a word. It's not really a word. It's regardless, <laughs> not irregardless. But at any rate, yeah, these things do matter. They do operate on this basis. I mean, I've been tracking NASA doing this stuff for 25 years, mm -hmm. uh, which ages me a little bit. And absolutely, they do follow this kind of pattern. So I think it's uh, I think that's really a good get on your part to connect all that stuff together and bring it to our viewers. Cool. And thank you for doing that. And that, folks, is the corner for Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. Thank you to Casey Jones, our reporter. Okay, guys, 284 people now on the live stream. Thanks. It's been a big, informative day today. Don't forget to uh, smash that like button, subscribe to uh, Peelback Report and Mike Bear Official. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, Periscope, and Rumble, which Casey is taking care of, making sure we get to all those different streaming sites and uh, video sites. 
do not forget to comment, ring the little bell so you get alerts if we go live. And, you know, there may be some reason to go live in the next couple of days. You just never know. So um, also, do not forget to send me some love. Mike Barra, uh, paypal.me slash Mike Barra or Venmo at Mike-Barra. If you want to sign up, we still have eight slots left for the Jennifer Falladoring remote viewing reading thing that's going on on December 27th, Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, right after the Seahawks beat the Rams to clinch the NFC Western Division title. And uh, that's $27. So send me $27 and your email address. Make sure you put that in the notes. We'll get you signed up. We're going to, I think, do it via Skype. It's going to be pretty interesting. That way it's not really recorded. Uh, do not forget to send Casey some love on uh, paypal.me slash peelbackreport. Do not forget to follow her on at the peelbackreport. Peel I always want to put the in there. It's not in there. Uh, and do not forget to visit our sponsors, ungovernedtees.com. Use the discount code RN2021 so you can get cool shirts like this fake news shirt, ungovernedtees.com, where you will find all of your patriotic T-shirt needs will be met. Okay, Casey, let's uh, get the last part of the show going here. Let's go to the phones and see what's going on in the comments section, and we'll answer a few questions and then be out of here. Um, no, Trump was not live, Eric Johnson. Um, Josh Ryan says, after that speech, I don't think big things are about to drop. I don't know what else would make it. If you don't think big things are about to drop, I don't know what else would make it obvious. Um, Linda Ransom, I'd like to take that class. Where do I leave me? Okay, this is a reading, Linda. And again, it's uh, it's uh, paypal.me slash um, Mike Barra. And um, you can send me $27 there, or you can do it through Venmo at Mike-Barra, $27 and your email address, and we'll get you signed up for that. Um, the class that Jen is going to do is what we're going to do in January. She's going to do a remote viewing class. So that's a separate thing. So um, Nancy says, I've tried to put money in his account and nothing works. In PayPal, it should. If not, try Venmo. Because I want your money. Trust me. I mean, you know, it's Christmas. Uh, okay. You, Peter, you, almost, you almost got enough for that down payment for that Porsche, right? You're almost Porsche. there. Yeah, Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a Porsche. Down, okay. down payment. I'm, I'm saving <laughs> up so I can pay cash for it. Cash, cash okay. down. Uh, Peter Brubaker says, "Merry Christmas, Casey." Oh yeah, and you too, Mike. I'm always the forgotten one here. No. Give them a 21 gun salute and hit them with your best shot, Trump. I like that. Yes, please. Uh, how do you say in French, bring on the guillotine? It's guillotine with a U. Um, That's so funny. Uh, here, security leak. Biden team went straight to CCP China, verified by the USA. That was a rumor. Uh, yes. And that's interesting because that happened, I think, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week. So if there was charges files, it, charges filed, it would have been on Thursday, which is the day Jen was really sure she heard some Biden was going to be indicted. That doesn't necessarily mean that um, we're going to hear about him on that day. Uh, Julie C. C says hi to both of us. Um, Mark says he heard Sidney Powell was appointed by a special prosecutor by Trump and given immediate clearance directly from the president. There's also a rumor that uh, Sidney Powell was denied access to the White House by White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows yesterday. Soon to be, I would think, ex-White House Chief of Staff, if that's the case. Um, Susie Q says she planned to go to the inauguration, but a party on the 6th sounds better. Yep. Um, David Fierce, we have to remember this is coming painfully slow, but to most of America, this will be a devastating shock. That mm -hmm. is, 
That is true. Uh, Lawrence or Brian, have you verified the special agents of the Supreme Court? No, I haven't heard anything about that. I'll, I've asked the mechanic and he doesn't have any information on that. And believe me, he would know if there were a special security. That makes sense, though, that there are special Secret Service agents guarding the Supreme Court um, justices. Simple math shows that Biden claims 13 more million votes than there were registered voters who voted in the 2020 election. Yeah. That's true. That alone should just be straight evidence right there. Duh. Yeah. I Do mean, the numbers. Basically throw, you know, yeah. again, you know how many legal votes Trump got. So basically you just take the legal votes and say, okay, everything that's left in terms of registered voters, these are the votes Biden got. And I think it would be like 45 million or something. It's really low. Um, Kimberly Reck thinks that's awesome info. Thanks, Kimberly. Okay, let's see. A lot of a lot of crosstalk going on in here. In like, for instance, Ashley likes cocoa puffs. Ooh. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like cocoa puffs? Do you I like, like those them? Reese's peanut butter ones, where the peanut butter and chocolate. Ooh, you can really? just eat them plain. Oh my god, they're so good. Careful, it's dangerous, people. Those are dangerous. <laughs> you know, uh, I knew when it was time to quit drinking was when I poured vodka on my cocoa puffs. <laughs> I do know a girl that did that did have vodka and cocoa puffs once. Gross. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I suppose you could get used to it. Okay. Military in the UK won't serve Biden either. That's true. Um, I actually heard there were a lot of countries saying that they will not, uh, they will not submit to Biden. So if that was the case, so that's good news. Uh, yeah. The Pope is stepping down. It, it appears to be the case as is supposedly Vladimir Putin. I wonder what that means. Mm -hmm. We need to clean a uh, house in the state of California. I'm sure you agree with that, Casey, right? Oh yeah. I think we're, I think we're getting there. We're getting there. Hopefully by 2022, we'll see. Uh, you see anything in there you want to comment on? Case? I have one thing I just want to comment on. I know that we, uh, we didn't really cover the stimulus or anything like that, but one thing that I know everyone's talking about, you know, all the money going to different countries, one thing I just found out today was 33 million is going to go to Venezuela for democracy programs. <laughs> yeah, right. Democracy know. in Venezuela. Oh my God. Squeeze my nuts and take a so drink. Let's give some money to Ukraine and to Venezuela and call it a day. By the way, 600 for you, measly yeah. Americans. Yeah, 600 for you. So, so something's going on. Panamera for Mike for Christmas. Uh, Panamera. What's Panamera? Do we know? What is that? I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, the, the 1227 reading is $27. So, yeah. Um, Mark Edmund. Yeah. Mark, you're on the list. You spent four $42 for my 27, then 420 with my email address, but no confirmation. Mark, let me double check on the list right now. I'm positive you're in there. Um, yeah, you were the third guy that signed up, Mark. We haven't sent confirmations just because, you know, it's it's hard not to get through PayPal. I mean, it's like I am seeing everything. I, I do understand some people are having some problems, but I'm surprised by that. Uh, Jeremy Cornell said Israeli scientist is legit about aliens. My only question is who the fuck is Jeremy Cornell? Uh, by the way, did you guys see for UFO stuff, you UFO fans, Luis Elizondo or whatever his name is, resigned from TTSA. He's going to do a new TV show to become a ghost hunter. Okay, people ask me what did I think about it. I commented on this yesterday. I don't think anything of it. Number one, TTSA is a joke. Tom DeLonge is a joke. And Luis Elizondo is a joke and a phony. So that's what I think about it. You know, that, and, that TTSA like headquarters is like kind of down the street over here from me. 
Yeah, it's just it just kills me. It's like everybody in the UFO community is so desperate to have a guru. Oh, new guru, let's all follow him. And they're all phonies. Every single one of them is phonies. They're just, I just think he's a retired civil servant who wanted to make some extra money on the side at UFO conferences. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I nothing that they presented. They're all drones, by the way. Those three videos, they're all drones. Okay. They're all US equipment. They're not aliens. Um, Mike, I hope that after all these months of fraud and speculation that there are all, all these arrests for sedition, etc. Well, Casey's report was very strong on that. So there has to be, we have to make examples of these people. This is it. You can't just let this fly by because it'll do it again. You know, I mean, yeah. you don't spank your kids when they're just, when they're, you know, just misbehaving, then they're just going to think they can keep getting away with it. You know, if you don't discipline them, they're just going to keep pushing and pushing until you finally snap and, you know, put them in the timeout. So spanking was a major motivator for me when I was a kid to do things the right way. And I, do you, you spank your kids, I assume then, right? My kids are such angels. Like they don't even need that. <laughs> you were Okay, come on. One time I peed outside and the neighbor oh. lady saw me and I told her I'd bloop her if she said anything and I got spanked. And believe me, that was the last time I was rude to a neighbor. So. I just usually have to grab their arm. This They're so much older now. They don't really do that. Just grab the arm and tell them, we're going to be in so much trouble if you don't knock it off. And they're like, you know, so luckily they're good though. Yeah. Uh, 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 a country that doesn't spank its kids ends up with... Uh, you know, football that's not really tough anymore. 53 out of the 58 counties in California could be thrown out, Mike and Casey. We could absolutely do so. that, right, Casey? I mean, there, there's right. a team There's a team working on that from what I hear, uh, from what I heard on Monday. So we'll see what happens. But if it kind of goes the way of all these other um, all these other states, and we should ask for one too. Why not? Jeff Williams likes fruity pebbles. I think that's good. not it. Uh, Cocoa Puffs. Vodka goes <laughs> anything. Yeah. Uh, Pope Francis is leaving office, found out about this, that from Sarah Westfall from the website, right? Um, Yay. Let's see what else is going on here. How long do you believe it will be before the med beds are actually introduced? Um, it will be a progressive thing. And this, the full lay on the on your back med bed, wake up and you're 30 years younger and everything works better and your gallbladder grew back. Uh that's going to be about 10 years, but I think we're going to start getting different uh, treatments for these types of different types of illnesses that are all part of, part of the med bed technology. So, um, okay. Might get Richard Hoagland a new set of teeth. Well, I'll tell you what, if I, if I win the $330 million mega millions lottery from last night, if I want it, I'll buy Hoagie some new teeth. <laughs> he needs them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know who Cornell is. I just, again, who, you know, it's like, come on. Uh, Mike, did you receive my payment for the hearing, the reading with Jennifer? Um, well, I don't know. I don't, under what name, it doesn't say Rubidarian. I don't have it right there, but if it was today or this morning, I haven't checked yet. So, Exavilliosha says, I am her guru. Well, good for you. That's you. Exquisite taste in gurus, then. Uh, what's happening in Area 51 with all the military? The rumor is that they were going to go take control. And again, you know, classified information being released to the grand juries. Wow, that's uh, there's a lot of stuff that could come out of that. So excited. <laughs> oh, it's exciting. What about TTSA's investors? I don't know. Uh, you what? mean you mean John Podesta? Yeah, no yeah, thanks. John we're Podesta. good on that. Yeah. 
Hope he loses everything. You know, I went to contact in the desert last uh, summer. And when I was checking in, I was talking to the check-in guy, whatever, you know, there's like people that work there. Um, and he was like, oh, do you think Tom DeLonge is going to be here? And I was like, oh, I think you're at the wrong conference. Val. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, showed up to some of them. But mm. seriously. Yeah, he uh, is a CIA puppet, exactly. Well, everybody on his in his group were CIA. So what does that make Elizondo and all those guys? Mm -hmm. A bunch of things. I mean, Mellon, the Carnegie Mellon Institute. God, they're CIA through and through. They were born CIA. Jewel says she was spanked and her brother set the trees on fire behind her house. Well, you should get a spanking for doing that. That's Yikes. That's pretty dangerous. Kimberly Reich is cuckoo for cocaine puffs. Okay, got it. Tic Tac video is ours. Tic Tac video is just a blob on an infrared camera, which is extremely low resolution, just sitting there. It's like, could be anything. So, and no, it does not move. The camera zooms up on it. It does not move and shoot off the screen. Um, Israeli scientist is legit about aliens. I don't know if that's true. I, I also, I don't remember it being an Israeli scientist. I thought it was an Israeli military guy who was basically just, re, you know, reporting rumors i think that he'd heard um did you see the crop circles at the bottom of that lake that dried up no i haven't seen anything about oh send me a picture though i love that um we're getting a lot of ttsa stuff trump's speech on youtube channel is pretty impressive we all have to agree jay lime all hail our lord mike barry you do that you do that <laughs> Okay, I, I guess that's really it, Case. We don't really have any other questions or comments or things we want to deal with in the chat. 285 people joined us on the live stream today. Thank you for coming. Smash that like button. Uh, ring the little bell. Subscribe to Mike Barra Official and Peelback Report on YouTube. Uh, yeah, ring the little bell so you get alerts. Uh, follow us on Twitch, Periscope, and Rumble. Casey Jones is taking care of all that cool stuff. Do not forget to hit us on the PayPal, paypal.me slash Mike Barra. If you want to help me buy a Porsche, also Venmo at Mike-Barra. Also, you can use that PayPal, paypal.me, to sign up for the $27 Jennifer Falah Doring reading on Sunday the 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, right after the Seahawks beat the Rams to clinch the NFC West. Do not forget to visit our sponsor, ungovernedtees.com. Um, don't forget to give Casey some love on uh, paypal.me slash peelbackreport and at, follow her on at peelbackreport on Twitter. And yes, ungovernedtees.com are wonderful sponsors. We can get cool fake news t-shirts like this. Use the discount code RN2021. Okay, Casey, any final thoughts you want to leave our viewers with today? No, um, thanks everybody for joining us. I just want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Um, I am going on a little uh, family vacation, so I won't be back until January 4th, which is going to be um, a really exciting week. Um, if we're, what's happening on the 6th, you know, we'll see what's happening on the 6th. Um, but other than that, just Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, it's all happening. So pray for our country and pray for our president. Yeah, I think uh, we can all sincerely go with that. Oh, I still got the all hail our Lord Mike Barra thing. And Mike Barra for president. I would, I would like to follow President Trump, but uh, anyway. So, uh, yeah, the schedule for now is uh, tonight I will be on with Candace Whitelight. We will be doing um, uh, Tell the Truth Wednesday with Mike Barra, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Be here for that. It will be a live stream. Candace has got a major download of information, and who knows, with the way things are going, there may yet be news 
to talk about then. Um, uh, the schedule is right now, if Blake is available, I'm planning on doing a show tomorrow. Um, whether he's available or not, if there's breaking news, I'll do a show. Same bat time, same bat channel. We're going to do the live stream. And then we're going to take Christmas off uh, on Friday and Christmas Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. There's going to be the uh, Tell the Truth Saturday. Uh, oh, no, Tell the Truth Saturday. Saturday Saturday Night Live is going to be there. Casey will not be with us. Casey is off until January 4th. Casey, you have a great vacation. You're going to go camping with your bros, right? With your yes. brothers. Yeah, my brothers. Yep. That'll be fun. And enjoy yourself. And thanks for wearing that hat. That hat is adorable. It looks great on you. And that's really what we have for you guys. So, again, I'll see you tonight at 5 Pacific with Candice. Otherwise, hang in there. Keep your eyes on the news. Keep your eyes on the skies. Don't forget to look at the Christmas star. Remember that now every single day is getting longer than the, than the last one. The days are getting longer. We're moving into the light. We're moving out of the darkness. It's time for everything to happen. You guys have a Merry Christmas if I don't see you again. Otherwise, I'll see you tonight for sure on Tell the Truth Wednesday. So thanks for being here and we'll be back tomorrow or I will be for another dose of the real news. Have a great day.